0: Welcome back to the Fox den sports podcast, along with my three very talented sons, Kellen Garrett and Gannon. I am Todd Fox. We are here with our fifth episode, fifth episode that we have several listeners out throughout the, uh, the world, even Australia, which is very, very impressive yeah. five episodes. Gentlemen, this is number five. When I think of number five, I think of George Brett. When I was a kid, I just remember, I want to say it was 1980. He was flirting with the batting for 400, which is unheard of. Nobody, Ted Williams is the last player that ever hit 400 in a season. And George Brett flirted with it, uh, didn't, didn't get there, but he, uh, he was great. He's on a very big ambassador when a lot of people, when they hear the Kansas city Royals, that's who they think of Kellen, who do you, who do you think of at number five?
1: I think of my favorite baseball player, Albert Pujols. Uh, I've liked him ever since I was like eight years old, I think I was, when I played for the the Bethany Rockies and I was number five and I was a Cardinals fan and I looked and he was number five and it just so happened to be he was amazing while he was playing for the Cardinals. So, yeah, got to love Albert Pujols.
0: And then Garrett, number five, who comes to mind? marquise brown with his time at oklahoma
2: specifically just going to those games watching him and kyler murray connect on 60 70 yard bombs every time some good Mm. times
0: yeah unfortunately i was living out of state and i never got to see him play live but yeah that's a that's a good one as well gannon what about yourself number five
3: blue door not even the biggest fanboy of him, but when i hear five i immediately thought of that (laughs) that's
2: fair
0: I will tell you when I was a kid, I got, I play, when I played soccer, I was a big Tulsa Roughneck play, fan. We played, we, we grew up in Tulsa and my first number I ever was, was number seven. And every time I thought of a, a, a soccer player back then, they automatically were the Tulsa Roughnecks. It didn't matter who else mm-hmm. was in the, was in the NASL. I thought of Roughnecks. So number seven was Jimmy Redford. And I was excited to be number seven. Next team I went to, I was number, they gave me number 10. 10 is the soccer number. I thought of Billy Gazonas cause he played for Tulsa. And I remember I almost started crying. I was so mad. And I remember our coach was like, well, that's Pele's number. And I'm like, I don't care. It's Billy Gazonas. I, you know, I, I was upset. <laughs> the next year I picked, I asked, I asked for certain numbers and I asked for number 12, it was already taken. It was my favorite number has always been I asked for seven. And then I remember just going, what about number five? And they gave me five, and I remember being mad because it was Kevin Egan. Kevin Egan was a defensive player for the Roughnecks, and I was very, very upset. But is what it is. That's uh, that's what I love about number five is George Brett. You got Joe DiMaggio, who's another guy who's number five, Kevin Garnett, number five, Donovan McNabb, number five, Paul Hording, number five. A lot of good number fives out there. But to me, the best is George Brett. First off, we'll talk about the – AFC and NFC championship games from this past weekend, we had the Bengals upsetting the chiefs 27, 24 in overtime and the Rams 20 coming back, coming from behind, winning 20 to 17 against the 49ers, putting up a match between Cincinnati and the Los Angeles Rams. I will tell you one thing for everybody, all the listeners out there. If you ever hear me make a prediction, go the opposite direction. Always. I, for whatever reason cannot pick them right so i pick all all of us picked last week and what's interesting is we all did it didn't do it on purpose either everybody picked a different game so every game was every uh, scenario was on the table Uh, i picked kansas city and the 49ers and both of them lost and then kellen picked the rams and the bengals so great job kellen you uh you won that well We'll uh, maybe make some predictions later on today, or we may wait to our next podcast for any kind of predictions. But anybody, uh, let's start with the Bengals and Chiefs game. Thoughts on that game? My thoughts on the game, uh, especially
2: the Kansas City and Cincinnati, is Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes whenever he is losing. And he has the what's the word he's not going to get criticized for some of the pass attempts he goes for because they're down and he completes almost all of them. I feel like, and whenever he's up, he misses, he misses some wide open throws. I saw, especially starting off the second half, he missed three or four straight third down conversions where the receiver beat their man. He just couldn't place the ball in the right spot. And also, I mean, you can't give him a lot of time, but you, he's also not a great pocket passer, at least yesterday. He's, everything he did was on the run, I felt like. And so that's, you just keep him contained. He's going to fluster and just fall down. And Joe Burrow's the exact opposite. I mean, he can sling it inside the pocket. We saw him escape from Chris Jones, one of the better defensive linemen in the league and run for a first down. But that was what I kind of realized yesterday watching that game is, I mean, Patrick Mahomes is Patrick Mahomes because he's come back from some insane deficits and won. And then for the other game, I mean, six straight is how many San Francisco had won against the Rams. So I think for me, for sure, I was just like, well, they just have them figured out at this point. And I don't understand, like, the Rams have such a better team than the 49ers, and yet they still barely won. I just – I think they have a lot to work with. I think Cincinnati's way hotter team right now than the Rams. And I think they have the quarterback matchup even as good as Matt Stafford is. Defensively, Rams got a couple good pieces, but – I mean, all you have to do is just eliminate the Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald. Von Miller can't beat you by himself. And, yeah, no, it's going to be a very fun and exciting Super Bowl. And I, the games this week and the playoffs just in general this year have been absolutely so exciting. Probably the best playoffs I can remember in my lifetime.
0: It was a game of two halves. I mean, Kansas City dominated that first half. Cincinnati scores. Uh, P runner, that forty-one yard pass from Burrow with a minute five left in the uh, in the in the second quarter, almost halftime. And I told Gannon, I said, "That's too much time." And sure enough, Mahomes took him all the way down the field. And the there were was it four seconds left of some sorts, and they went for a play, or or I, I can't remember. There wasn't very many much time left. Instead mm-hmm. of throwing in the end zone, they threw it all out uh, to the flat over to um, Tyree Kill, who who got tackled by eli apple and that was it i mean there was they didn't have any timeouts left so that was obviously a mistake normally you don't see a kansas city team make that kind of mistake so cincinnati came right out and you know kicked a field goal uh in the second half to make it 21 13 and then with 14 seconds left in the third quarter jamar chase had a two-yard touchdown pass uh, from joe burrow and then they got the two-point conversion to make it 21 21 and I mean, at that point, I just kept expecting to see Kansas City come down and score. And there was five or six drives, I think, in a row that they just didn't score. Now, that's, that's including the ones in the second quarter. And it just that the game just got away from them. They did kick the field goal, and then you've got overtime. The uh, Chiefs get the ball first, and I thought, here we go again. We're gonna have you know we can talk about that here in a minute as well. But I figured they were gonna score a touchdown and be over. And then we may see a change in the rule at some point, but it didn't happen. What's interesting is it, what, 13 seconds left uh, is all is all Mahomes needed last week to beat the Bills. And this week, 13 seconds in, he throws an interception. And there's some T-shirts, I think, out there already about that. That's pretty, pretty funny stuff there, if you ask me, because I was rooting for the Bengals. But I, I'm happy for the Bengals. I'm happy for Zach Taylor. He's an Oklahoma boy from Norman. Excited, excited for um, you know, P. Ryan, Joe Mixon. Excited for both those guys, but they're going to have a tall task against the Rams. Rams are a good team. Rams got Matt Stafford. They've got Cooper Cup. They've got the you know defensive players who are obviously the same, the ones you know everybody hears about: Aaron Donald, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey. But like I think it was you, Garrett, last week said. I mean, they've they they're, they're built to win this year, and after this year, a lot a lot can happen. So. It was a tell of two halves in that game, and I'll be interested in seeing. I think it's going to be a good Super Bowl. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm personally excited about it. I don't know who I'm for, honestly. I mean, because I, I, I'm probably leaning a little bit more to the Bengals. But if the Rams win, I'm not going to be upset at all.
2: I was just going to say something again about, like, right before half. If they would have, hypothetically, if they would have scored right then, and then came right out of halftime because they got the ball at second half and scored again. It would have been thirty-five to ten without um the Bengals even seeing the ball in the second half. And I think that would have just ended the game right there for sure.
0: But, yeah, you're right. They did you're right. Was it a is that when Mahomes did he throw an interception? How, I can't remember what happened on that first. No, five.
2: they just went three and out, three I think, out, is what and it was. It was. I and then one since point- he went, didn't get anything since so, Kansas City, punted again, and then they went down and get that field goal.
0: Yeah, so that's – I remember now. That's pretty good stuff. So, Gavin, Kellen, I'm not sure if you guys have anything uh, regarding the game yesterday. Uh,
1: For me, my biggest criticism on the Chiefs is always they just rely so much on the big play. They need that big random 40-yard bomb to Kelsey or Hill that just sets them up and throws the defense for a loop, like, against the Bills – they, they should not have been able to drive down there with 13 seconds, but they rely on that big play, and usually it works. But in the second half, it wasn't working. And then I think – I still think Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league right now, but my biggest criticism on him is he doesn't know when to give up. He He really wanted that touchdown at the end of the half, so instead of taking three points that could have won the game for them, He tries to go for one more play, but tries to surprise the defense and throw behind the line and cost them three points that could have been crucial for a game that goes into overtime. And then I believe at the end of the game, uh, when they were driving down to get that game-tying field goal, I think he took a sack, which didn't – they still got the field goal, but if he would have just thrown it away instead of trying to work something out, I I don't even remember what down it was, but maybe they could have gone for another – play had a better chance at a touchdown. I just think he relies too much on the big play and he just doesn't know when to just give up and throw the ball away. Cause he's very good at it, but not when it comes to big games like this, you gotta be, you gotta play smart. So I think the Bengals just stuck with it after that first half. It was like, it, it was, wasn't looking too good, but they came out ready, reset and just, it was, it was an awesome game. It was fun to watch Chiefs fans I don't think should be too upset they're going to be back there next year next year next year like just they're going to be a a competitor for them for years to come so it is nice to see somebody else go in for the other game I didn't get to watch as much of that one but it was it was a good game it's I love Matt Stafford I love the Rams Like, like it's just fun to Fun to watch them succeed. I don't know. I've never been sold on Jimmy G. Like, he's one of those guys. I don't see him really – he has a good record, but I don't see him being the cause. He does, he, he just doesn't lose the games for them. He, he lets the team win. And yesterday, he didn't play too hot compared to some of the games. So, I don't know. Rams, on paper, I think look way better of a team. But they – barely snuck that one out but I agree with Gary the the, these last two weeks of playoffs have been some of the best I've ever seen I think they all came down to the wire all had all were close games all had field goals or overtimes or something of the sort so it was I'm hoping the Super Bowl lives up to it but I don't know I don't know who I'm rooting for I I want to say I'd probably be rooting for the Bengals but like you did, I'm not going to be mad at either either side. So it's going to be fun. It's fun to see two quarterbacks that I've never been there. So I'm I'm excited.
3: You guys kind of covered it all already, but one thing I'll say is you guys are saying Mahomes, which I don't I disagree with all the stuff you're saying, but he's like eight and three in his playoff career and been one of the play best playoff performers ever. Eleven games in, it's won eight games like that, and then it's only hasn't even lost any of them. The second half. He was flawless in the first half. Second half, he wasn't very good at all, obviously. But yeah, it's one of them eight games in the playoffs and hasn't lost him really any. So you can't really be too mad oh, at yeah. that. You just gotta take it like that.
2: No, it wasn't his fault. I mean, just, the best. Yeah, the interception wasn't his fault either. That last one. The, like,
3: yeah, the third quarter one kind of was because he had Tyreek wide open. Or yeah, in the that of overtime field. one. No, I know. But but kind of going back to
2: what Kellen was saying about The Chiefs being back there, like, over and over again, I don't even know if that's true. Like, I would personally take the Bills and the Bengals in the next five years to beat the Chiefs in the playoffs, and then the Chargers also are built for longevity. Like, the Chiefs, I don't know, they're a lot older, I think, than everyone realizes, and those other three teams I I just mentioned –
1: I agree. I don't know if they'll win every year, but they're going to be competitors every year for Oh, no doubt. Years. Yeah. Like no doubt. They're going to be up there whether whether they are the best every year, who knows cuz this is Burrow's second year. He's got nowhere to go but up at this point. He, exactly. He's got so if, if they can keep him healthy, keep him good and get keep the parts around him, it's going to be fun to watch, but I don't know. I just think the Chiefs are still going to be competitors for years to come with Mahomes. Unless Mahomes just falls off, which I don't see happening, he's still very good, still the best in the league, I'd say.
2: If, you, if Burrow wins this year, is he the best? And here's why I say that is because we talk about Mahomes being the best. If you take Mahomes away from that team, that team still winning six or seven games. You take Joe Burrow away from this team, they're winning two, maybe three. Like – Joe Burrow is way more important to his team than Patrick Mahomes. And I don't know. Like, this, that's kind of the conversation we had last week, really. But this was before Joe Burrow beat Patrick Mahomes. But that's true. I said I might put
1: him in tier one if he won this weekend. And yeah,
2: like Patrick Mahomes made the Super Bowl and won it in his third year. Right. He goes third
3: career, second year starting. Yeah.
2: Right. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, Burrow's this about is to Burrow's do it in his second and really even one and a season. half because, yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's I just, think, it's still hard to Joe... say because. Sorry, you're saying? I was just going to say, I think Patrick Mahomes' talents easily number one. It's not even close, but I mean, Joe Burrow does not, is not phased by anything
1: at all. It's just hard to say because Mahomes made some mistakes like last week he was perfect Josh Allen would have beat any other team in the league I think with the way he played
0: but
1: Mahomes was also perfect in that game so it's hard to say like Mahomes made a couple of mistakes but the defense made some stops like it's hard to say whether Burrow would be actually considered better but I mean he's he's on his way up there for sure he's he's the future, another piece of the future that we're going to be watching for a very long time.
2: There's so many good young quarterbacks. I can't wait.
3: I know I'm probably the biggest Mahomes fan here, but I still wouldn't say Burrow's that close to number one. I'd still take Herbert, Josh Allen, and actually maybe just the two, but still. Over Burrow? Yeah.
2: Interesting.
0: This weekend – really made me i mean i i put to burrow a tier three last week when we were talking about tier quarterbacks really i wanted him at two but i didn't want to be a homer because i love the guy so much he's definitely a tier two he's on his way already in year two of being a tier one quarterback i mean yeah patrick mahomes is probably you know the most talented of the the afc quarterbacks for sure I think they're still gonna be around. I mean, they're gonna be in the discussion as long as they have Mahomes. You got Josh Allen for the Bills, you know, Burrow, Herbert for LA. Still got to remember Lamar Jackson at Baltimore, even though he he didn't he had a rough year hurt. But if they if they can get back on track, it's just gonna be. And then if Aaron Rodgers does go to Denver, which a lot of people think he will, of course, who knows? That's just I mean, that's just very tough, very tough. To uh, try to win, Dan Marino went to the Super Bowl in his second year. I can remember, and a lot of people said, you know, kept talking about how he'd be back several times, and he never went back. So I, I have no idea will will he ever be back. What's interesting is I pulled up some information. So Matt Stafford is making the Super Bowl in his thirteenth year. There's only been one quarterback that has ever. Won a Super Bowl later, and that was Johnny Unitas in his fifteenth year. That was Super Bowl five. He won NFL championships in '58 and '59. So he did already win, but the Super Bowl. So if you really think about it, I mean, don't really count Johnny Unitas just because of the fact that Super Bowl it was only the fifth year. This is his thirteenth year. It's generally somebody earlier in their career. I'm just going to go through several of them. Bart Starr won in his eleventh year when he won a Super Bowl, and again that was Super Bowl one, and that was he'd already won some World Championships. Joe Namath won in his fourth year. Roger Staubach won in his third year. Terry Bradshaw won in his fifth year. Kenny the Snake Stabler won in his seventh year. Jim Plunkett his tenth year. Joe Montana was in his third year. Joe Theismann, ninth year. Jim McMahon in his fourth year. Phil Simms in his eighth year. Doug Williams in his tenth year. Jeff Hostetler in his seventh, Mark Rippon in his fourth, Troy Aikman in his fourth, Steve Young in his tenth, Brett Favre in his sixth, Kurt Warner. Uh, you could argue either one or two because it did. He was on the roster for a year, but then technically, um, you know, it was the second year. But I mean, it could have been one or two. Trent Dilfer in his seventh, Tom Brady went in his second, Brad Johnson in his eighth, Ben Roethlisberger in his second, Peyton Manning in his ninth. Only reason why Manning didn't win any earlier was because of Tom Brady. Eli Manning in his fourth, Drew Brees in his ninth, Aaron Rodgers in his sixth year, his fourth year starting, and then Joe Flacco in his fifth, Russell Wilson in his second, Nick Foles in his sixth, Patrick Mahomes in his third, and then Joe Burrow's going in a second. My I, my point is, I think it's, if you go off of history, I think it's going to be Joe Burrow's going to win this thing, if you go off of the the, the history of all these quarterbacks, because if you look at all, and I'm not going to read through all the losing folks, but in their first Super Bowls, but there are several in their, you know, like Rich Gannon was in his 15th year, Chris Chandler in his 11th, Kenny Anderson in his 11th, uh, Fran Tarkenton in his 13th. I think Burrow's going to win this thing. If, if with the, uh, with the Bengals, that's, that's just, that's just my thoughts. The Chiefs game and the Bengals game, we went into overtime. And again, like I was saying earlier, I was thinking, oh, here we go again. We're t- getting ready to go into overtime. Chiefs are going to go right down the field, score, and it's going to be over. And with the Cincinnati not getting a chance. There's talk about changing the rules, having something different. What have you guys – what are your guys' thoughts? On, is there? Is there, Would you leave it the same? Would you – how would you do it?
2: I, for one, think. Just go into like NCAA rules or just fix it all. Like that's my favorite. <clears throat> but we can talk about some of these I found on Twitter um, of some guys that have some ideas. Uh, one of them is instead of overtime, you have both quarterbacks compete in the quarterback challenge contest, which I don't know if you guys have seen the, the Pro Bowl. It's just throwing a ball through like at a target be or something.
3: Yeah, be this fun. one.
2: Yeah, this one's my favorite, I think is you have field goal contests, you start at the 20, move back 10 yards until one kicker misses it. I think that ups the value of a kicker tremendously. And, like, that – your kicker is going to be making bank eventually because it – nowadays, like, especially after McPherson or whichever whatever his name is in Cincinnati, everyone's like, yeah, you're only as good as your kicker because they're going to win you some games. That is for sure, and we've noticed that. I don't know what you guys think about that one, but – yeah, I, mean, I think
3: you ask us any day of the week, we would say it should be changed, like, for years. I feel like it's just a big topic now because there's been two back-to-back playoff games for one team. But, yeah, I've always thought about it because, like, like, a penalty shootout in soccer to have that kicker one that Gary was just talking about. That'd be so sweet. And, yeah, he hit every point that I was going to say about that, though.
2: Yeah, and then, obviously, just playing out the entire 15 minutes. I mean, if... if still a tie maybe you do another 15 or you go down to 10 or maybe that's whenever you go to the sudden death I don't know mm-hmm. but
3: well it's like people say I know some people were saying like well defense is half the sport so like it makes sense but when one team has the ball like the ball is literally in their field so like it has to be changed I don't know why they haven't changed it
1: I think it definitely needs to be changed. I hear, see a lot of people saying, well, defensive win, defenses win championships. The, the defense should step up. But I think both defenses should be put to the test because we all knew for the Bills and Chiefs game, whoever got the ball first was going to win. like as long as there wasn't a turnover like there was in the game, the Bengals and Chiefs game. I think my favorite idea to switch it up would be – both teams get the ball. You kick, f- flip the coin, whoever gets it first. Both teams get the ball. If they both score a touchdown, then you do the, the, the uh, field goal shootout, and you start at the 10 or 20 and just go back 10 yards each time. Maybe the further you get, maybe go back five yards because it starts getting a little tougher once it gets into the, the 50s. But I don't think you should start with the field goal challenge but i think if both teams score a touchdown on their their possessions then you just go to the field goal challenges and like you said it would be fun because kickers would get a lot more respect even the best ones don't fully get the respect you might even see kickers winning mvps and stuff sometimes if they or like maybe a super bowl mvp if he wins a game in the shootout or something i just think it'd be more interesting kickers get paid more kickers get more respect and it'd just be fun and I say bring that into the regular season because nobody likes a tie.
2: Oh, yeah, no. Another thing, going back to what you said about the defenses win championships, I've been seeing that too, but, like, the Chiefs and the Bills game, the Chiefs had just, like, played offense. So that Bills defense was already exhausted. Same thing uh, with the Bills or Bengals game. They just were on offense, had a – I don't know how long the drive was, but, yeah, so they were already exhausted, and they got to go straight to overtime and play defense. Like, so that's another thing to kind of, I guess, put into perspective. Maybe, I don't know, that, like, even though that team gets the offensive ball, all they have to do is score against a defense who was on the field five minutes ago, and the game's over.
3: Yeah, did then you notice that? That kind of goes unnoticed. <laughs> I did like what Kellen said. and That might be my favorite one cuz it like the whole team is involved in trying to win. It's not just kickers. So yeah. I like that one a lot.
1: Yeah, cuz a lot of solutions I see either eliminate the kicker entirely and you have to go for two every time or it eliminates the offense and defense and yeah. it's only the kicker. And I think that's the best way to get the whole team involved. And if you don't if you don't have faith in your kicker and you score a second, go for two, risk the win or the loss right, right on that play but
0: yeah
1: I don't know that's the best solution I, I could come up with at least
0: I've heard you know if they went to the college rules I would not start at the 25 I'd start at like the 40 you got to pick up at least a first mm-hmm. down in order to even be in field goal range if that makes any sense at all there's been yeah. you know I've heard some people talk about having less players on the field I don't really like that I don't like that at all I've Heard people talk about just going going up you know at the five yard line and, and just trying to score at that point um my favorite is like you guys were saying because kind of like a soccer style you could do field goals and then you could do it like either one or two ways you could have it to where you just alternate kicker kicks it if he misses and the other guy kicks it makes it it's over or you could do the every five kicks kind of like they do in soccer and if you know best mm-hmm. best you know out of five and then it keeps going after that it could do that i would just sit there thinking how this probably would never work it'd be crazy but can you imagine uh starting it and i i would say go five yards difference not 10 but i would do five yards difference after each kick um that way you're not too far out and then you're talking about there's a lot of players that are missing extra points nowadays so that would be uh you know they, they, they miss extra points, so they may miss some of these field goals. But what I was going to say is, can you imagine both teams kicking at the same time? You got one kicker in the oh. defense on one side of the field, one kicker in the defense on the other side of the field, and going at it like that, maybe, I don't, I, and, and just until somebody maybe misses, I don't know. I don't know if the thoughts are, because I don't know this answer, if, if there's more risk of an injury on a kick, like on the, on the defense of our offensive lineman on a kick. I don't know the answer, but I think it'd be great if it came down to the kicker, then the kicker's importance is even that much more.
1: You could even do kickoffs, like the the kickoff, the shootout with the kicks with uh, just the kickers, no linemen. Cause then you see some of those guys like in warmups launching like 60, 70 yard kicks. Cause they got nobody blocking it. And that'd just be fun to watch it go down in a different type of record. Or, I just thought of this. You could do, what if, what if the kickers played a game of horse? They could pick anywhere. They could put it over on the sideline. They could put it, like, anywhere and just start launching them. I think, I don't know. That'd just be, be fun. fun. I don't know. It'd be, I don't know if it changed the game too much,
0: but it'd be fun for sure.
3: Get a lot of money for him. a lot of
0: views. <laughs> it'd definitely be fun uh, to see something different for sure. So, Tom Brady. May be retiring may not be retiring they put out tweets that he he was retiring and he's saying he never said anything not sure what's going to happen there uh he's played what is it 22 years so i would not be surprised if he does retire my thoughts are that he didn't want to um you know make himself be the the topic of discussion during this weekend He's too classy for that, I, I, you know. That's my opinion. I think he probably is going to retire, but he did not want to take the focus on the on the off on the games. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised to be announced it next week, but we'll see. I'm not sure. And then, real quick, uh, I know the the Thunder play tonight, Gannon. They've got right now. They have the what is it? The third. Almost almost tie for third worst, I hate to say that, but the third worst record in the league. They're half game mm-hmm. back of Houston. They won 14 games, lost 34. I know Shea's out for how long is he out for?
3: At least 10 games. It could be 15 if they really want to be safe.
0: I was listening to some sports talk radio here in Oklahoma City uh last week, and they were talking about the Thunder have got to do everything they can to get one of those top three picks to do whatever they, you know to keep the it's sad to say but to keep the re, the rebuild you got you got to lose so hopefully hopefully they can continue to lose unfortunately and then get one of those top 3 picks and move and move forward we I think we got very fortunate with the 6 pick in Giddy last year I think that was a very fortunate pick for us because Golden State you were telling me we're going to pick him right after us, which mm-hmm. they're not, uh, they're pretty smart. They know how to win basketball games. So, him on that team, my goodness, they would be incredible. They're incredible as it is, but they would have been even more incredible.
3: Yeah. And then Dallas was going to, they were trying to trade up without offering too much, but nobody in the top five above us was going to trade down because they were wanting Giddy also, because it'd be too, uh, Europeans, but just non Americans on their team. That'd be nuts with him and Luca. But with Shea, we're 30 and 48 in the past two years, 38% win rate, which is about a playoff play in type rate. And then without him, we're 6 and 36, which is the sixth worst win percentage of all time. So I see us going 0 and 10, 0 and 12 within these next 12 games or whatever. Maybe one win just because we play like Sacramento. We could just lose one or win one of those. But yeah, I'd trade guys like Kate Rich Williams because he's helping us win every time he's on the court. So, as much as it hurts to say, he's already like twenty-seven. So I don't see why not to trade him. I don't want to say help lose because that kind of ruins it all. But I mean, short-term suffering for long-term success is all we got to think about whenever you're thinking about losing right now.
0: No, I agree. I uh it's only been a you know almost two years into it uh, of losing Oklahoma City fans not used to that it it is unfortunate but in this league unfortunately if you stay in the middle you're going to stay in that middle for a long time so and there's not a whole lot of free agents that want like big name free agents that want to come to Oklahoma City so we've got to be able to draft that and hope that we can build a good core group and they come together as a team and win and want to stay but we'll see that's about all the time we have for today, we appreciate all of everybody listening to us. Remember, you can listen to us on Google Podcast, Apple, Castbox, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Anchor, Radio Public. We're out there. We're hoping to get as many people to join the Skulk, the Fox Den Sports podcast. Everybody, stay safe. We'll see you next time. Take care.